Welcome, students, to the Theo 102 Pop Culture Smackdown. Where our word this week is renewal. I'd love to just hear a concert, just of the keys. Just <laughs> okay, like a, are you like ready? a, like are a you dueling ready? concert. We should have figure out how to do dueling keyboards. Maybe some bonus tracks sometime. <laughs> yeah. Just for people who, beyond the boundaries of this course, want to just keep listening to just the keys. Oh, yeah. I don't know why you listen. wouldn't want to listen to that. It's too good. For it, Look, it would be for people who want to live life to the fullest yep. would want to listen to it. Yep. People who hate living life to the fullest would not want to listen to it. <laughs> exactly right extra credit just kidding we're not doing that we're not doing that extra credit sucks yeah this week we are talking about the word for this week is renewal and we are talking about how the modern church has the early modern church responded to all these huge changes that were happening big tech changes big social changes gosh we don't have anything in common with those people do we we got to take it right into the contemporary world my friends yep on this question like you can go. You can get up in the morning on Sunday, brush your teeth, and take a shower and go to church and and do that thing. What a lot of people are doing though is just doing church on YouTube. I mean, whether you whether you're living before or during or after the pandemic, there's this thing now. Like every church stream, you know, big churches like mega churches, really mm-hmm. media savvy mm-hmm. churches are streaming their services. Yep. They've got you know tons of sermon content online. Yep. Um. You know, it raises the question, like, is this a valid form of church? Is it the same as church? What is church? Yes. What is a human being? It's almost like a question of AI and being a robot and stuff. It actually like, is. Like, where do you cross the line? Like, if you're, it's like a movie, like, when, like, so if there's a movie about, like, when does this, like, robot boy become a real boy? That's right. Like, like Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> it almost is like, when does a digital church become a real, like, when does a real church stop being a real church? Yep. Is it be, is it if it's on podcast form or on TV or like, you know, like it could get mind bending really quick. Mm-hmm. And so we thought we would debate this idea, um, whether or not tech technology and innovation um, help or hurt the church. Um, but we, I, I think we should. Yes, does technology or innovation or help? the faith? Good for faith, bad. For good for faith, bad yeah. for faith. I think we should narrow it down though too, because it's like I think that's too much of a gimme. Like, of course, technology and innovation is like good for the church in some ways, but maybe you wouldn't want to abuse it. But like, okay. what about this whole phenomenon of like, you know, is it is it good for faith or bad for faith to like be taking in sermons online as opposed to going somewhere physically? Yes, I definitely think we should take that. Do you have a specific story in mind? Well, you know what I have in mind? I have an artifact for us. Oh, fantastic. This artifact is, uh, whether the artifact is the website or the thing itself, I think the artifact is the thing itself. It's a digital artifact. A digifact. Digifact. Okay. Uh, basically I found it on Christianity today, which is okay. a, a major publisher of Christian content. Uh-huh. And it is an article called meet the TikTok generation of evangelists. Whoa. I became aware only recently that there is this whole like TikTok evangelism thing. It is. Yes, that is a thing. Usually, <laughs> usually the article points out people use TikTok for less than youth group friendly content, mm-hmm. um, like various kinds of dances, but they're basically, um, there's a there's a subgenre known as Christian TikTok, right? Or as uh, yeah, I'm not even going to read that sentence. Um, so basically, <laughs> you know, um, you've got this you've got this thing here where like you're using these these forms of entertainment and and media and Instagram and, mm-hmm. and TikTok and mm-hmm. YouTube to basically convey Christian content and not even just Christian entertainment, but like an attempt to somehow blend entertainment and like dance and stuff with evangelism. 
Yes. I guess my question is like, is that good for faith? Is, is, is TikTok evangelism good for faith? I'm excited about this because these are kinds of questions that Christians in the early modern era, so like in the reform and renewal era, were asking too, but just different like big changes. So I think that it's a question that has staying power. Like every, in a, in a moment of, of big upheaval where people are mm-hmm. responding, like we always have to be asking this question. So we're going to debate students whether or not TikTok evangelism should we go specifically to TikTok evangelism? I think we should. Like, like you know, <laughs> okay. are, are, are things like hashtag make Jesus viral? Is that good for faith? I think I think we know what the question is here. Yeah. Is I'm TikTok excited. evangelism and things associated with it, is this ultimately good for faith? Or is this like something, is this gone off the wrong path? Is this not authentic church anymore when this kind of thing starts happening? Oh, I'm excited. Um, so I've got the keys. All right, I'm gonna do coin flip. You got the coin flip. Coin. I gotta. Now I gotta Google. Google the coin flip. Is it a real coin flip if it's happening on the Google? Oh, that's a whole other question. Call it. Okay, tails. I'm sorry. I'm on the Wikipedia page about coin flipping. <laughs> you can't believe that there's a Wikipedia page for coin flips, but there is. Oh, I bet that's in depth. Okay, try there's again. All kinds of legends about. It. Okay, heads. You are correct. It's heads. Ooh. Okay. You were okay. wrong the first time, but I didn't count that one. So technically, okay. you should be wrong, but whatever. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to I'm going to argue it's good for faith. Ooh. <laughs> I thought you would. Oh, you know. But is that your you real know. view? We'll find we'll out later. We'll find out. Okay, okay, I'm arguing that TikTok evangelism and things that could be associated with it are bad, like Zoom church, let's say, or you know, things like this. It's, it's bad for faith. Okay. It's bad. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay, okay. anytime you want to start, your 3 All minutes. Right. You is tell rolling. me. You tell me. Go now. All right, students, I'm going to argue that in every era um, there are intrepid, experimental, entrepreneurial type of people like, <laughs> I'm just going to go with the original evangelist, like the Apostle Paul, oh. who went um, outside the boundaries of what the people in their day thought was an appropriate use of the inventions and modern things in the world and um, shared the message of God with um, people who wouldn't have found out any other way. And so the apostle Paul did that by talking to God fearers outside of synagogues. If you remember from Theo 101. Um, and this, this person that Dr. Doak has brought to our attention. I think there's a young TikTok star in this article that we're talking about. Gabe Poirot, I think is maybe how you say his last name, Mm. but, um, Gabe is doing that for his generation. And so Basically, I'm going to make an argument to you that hashtag make Jesus viral, this idea of spreading the gospel on TikTok is in fact potentially quite good for the faith. Um, TikTok is a medium, a media, uh, a platform that uh, many young Christians and non-Christians use. And so it can only be a good thing to have someone repeatedly curating um, a sense of the gospel for a young generation. Can it be abused? Yes. I think one of the counter arguments that could be made is that um, creating this kind of content trivializes the gospel because it's only in short little um, bursts of information. But to that argument, I would counter right out of the Middle Ages. I would say, hey, you could make that same argument about stained glass window. It's a limited version, um, a limited portrait of the gospel, but it also is a version. It is telling a story of the Christian church. And so I say, 
I, I'm optimistic about it. Um, is there, is it possible that it could lend itself to, um, a, it, it, it's a little bit like the wild west. There's no one governing TikTok. So yeah, you could probably get some kind of nutty versions of Christianity, but really you can get that in the pews as well. Like if you're in a normal church setting. So I don't know that the risks are any higher in TikTok. And I'm sort of an optimistic kind of a gal. I think when Jesus says, go out into the God or into the world, uh, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, that is not restrained to the non-digital world. So I think for Christians, especially, I want to argue that it is the Christian responsibility, wherever the new technology is, Christians should be out there experimenting with how to get the gospel out into the world. I rest my case. All right. Way Dr. to go, Nook. way to go. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, let me give myself piano. Give company. yourself a little trill there. Okay. It's your turn now. Oh, geez. Okay. How will you counter? Okay. Three minutes okay. starts now. Okay. I want to hark back to a concept. I can't remember if I've brought it up in one of these debates in the past, but it's <laughs> it's it was an idea by, by a, a biblical scholar named Timothy Beale. He teaches at Case Western Reserve University. Shout out to Dr. Beale. Don't know him, never met him, but I've read his book. Um, and I forgot what the book is called, but it's about the Bible. And in his book, he, he basically talks about the fate of the Bible in our contemporary world. And he uses a phrase that I found very fascinating. It's a, it's a marketing phase. It's called brand dilution. Hang with me here, students. I'm hanging a lot of my argument on this one point. Okay. (laughs) Brand dilution. So take a Rolex watch. Why is a Rolex watch worth so much? Well, it takes a long time to make it. We know that there's some inherent inherent things, but not everybody has one. In other words, there's a limited quantity of them. If everyone had a Rolex watch, they would suddenly become worthless. If you make too many Rolex watches now that they're not special anymore, Beale argues that basically in our contemporary world, we've done this with the Bible. We've just made too many Bibles, too many different versions of the Bible. We've commercialized the Bible to such a degree that the holiness of the text You know, in a sense, you could say that Rolex watch is holy because it's set apart. It's rare. You would only encounter it maybe on like your grandfather's wrist and it would be passed down to your father and passed down to you. I realize this is a very elitist and gendered image of the (laughs) Rolex watch, but hang with me here. Okay. So you lose, you, you lose holiness. So holiness and accessibility is a kind of a paradox that, you know, that Jesus embodies, of course, but these things work in opposition to each other. And we Christians must be wise about how we consider the holiness of who Jesus is and the holiness of who God is in the world today. This TikTok thing is really bad for this brand dilution thing. It's like, it's like we're making Jesus this like washed out media superstar, like a hashtag, like make Jesus viral. What? I don't want to make Jesus viral. What is a viral trend? It's something that pops up for like a month and you laugh at it and it goes away. Do you honestly want to associate Jesus with something like that? Is that what God is in your life? If it is, you are not worshiping the God of the Bible. Like the God of the Bible is not quote hashtag viral. Okay. Like God is reality. So when we're, when we're lumping Jesus in with so many profane things, we really risk a lot too much. I mean, maybe you've heard the phrase, the medium is the message, right? So the way you convey something also says something about what the thing is. 30 seconds. Trivializing faith through thing, through, through trivial media like TikTok. And granted, TikTok is fun. I'm not on TikTok, but I get how fun it is. I watch some videos sometimes. It's cool. It's fun. It's we cute. were in one once. We were in one once. It was great. But you know, the, if the medium is the message, what does that, you, all you users of TikTok, you know it better than I do. If the medium is the message, what do you think the TikTok medium is telling us about Jesus? Honestly. Okay. 
I rest my case. <laughs> okay. Well, let me give you a little piano outro. Yep, give it to me. There. Oh, I like that. Okay, so if I were going to be ruthless with my counter... No, no, first I should say... Oh. I thought you made some really great points. Oh, and, and I thought you did as well. Yeah. Um, if I were going to be ruthless with that, I would say, well, Grandpa, uh, like you're... You're like, but you're this is say, probably what people would say about the telegraph. But you were supposed, right? to, say the the ni- you were supposed to say the nice thing. Oh, first, yeah, wait, though. nice thing, nice thing. Actually, I think you made some really, 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 really excellent points about the medium and the message. Mm-hmm. Um, that is actually a tough one mm-hmm. for um, any new media user. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people who are saying that about the, the radio television. Well, that's right. But that goes to a good thing about one of your points, which is like, well, what really differentiates this from other things? There's always going to be ways of talking and there are going to be things like the radio and television and so on. And so, you know, people thought hymns that Martin Luther wrote were like horrible and radical. And now people think that we shouldn't be doing hymns because there should be some other, you know, it's just like, you do risk sounding like like an an older person. Yes, grandpa, as you said. (laughs) Um, And just being like, it's kind of like a kids these days kind of thing. Um, what about the incarnation though? How would you respond to this idea that Jesus was incarnate and faith is incarnate, meaning that there's flesh on it. I have to, Mm -hmm. if I go to church Mm -hmm. and if I have a problem with you, I have to see you, you know, I have to physically be in your presence and I have to take communion with you. TikTok stuff. It's like, I can avoid a lot of problems with my Christian brothers and sisters and I don't have to confront you and I can get a sense like a vague feeling that I did something faithy, but I didn't. I think that that is a really good point and a counterpoint. And it's something that Christians and just all humans are struggling with in the 21st century, which is, is yourself limited to your body? And so I think that there are, I mean, a counter response would be that the self now extends into this digital world in a way that people like in my generation actually don't fully understand. I don't fully understand that because I think of my own social media presence as mostly my professional life. Like I don't think of it as a part of myself, Mm -hmm. but people younger than me have explained (laughs) to me that they actually do see it as a part of their, yeah. So I think in some ways we need um, a counter response from by the position that I took would Mm -hmm. be to say, actually like this is a part of the embodied self. Like whatever, even though it's not in physical form. I guess the question becomes, what is not your embodied self exactly? Is just anything that exists your embodied self that has your... We're taking it so like meta this week. Because I mean, yeah, you have servers, you have wires in your computer. There's actually info here. There are electrical currents. That's not nothing. It's not non-matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do you like where like, oh man, it's like, I just got lost in my mind there. I just went in the matrix basically. I think it's time that we reveal our real position. (laughs) What is your real position, Dr. Doke? We're getting to this faster than usual. This is a, this is a turbo. Yeah. This is a turbo. This is a a turbo, turbo episode of the pod. Yeah. You know, I, my real position is I believe the things I said and I don't feel comfortable with this. Like when I see, when I see things like that on TikTok, I feel like faith is trivialized, but I do realize that it's trivialized for me, but that other people have deep and serious experiences with things that don't resonate with me. And I think I've got to be a better person in the end, a bigger person, a better Christian to realize that like our world is big and broad and beautiful and 
you know, God can speak to people through ways that don't appeal to me and God can speak to me in ways that don't appeal to other people and frequently does. Mm. And that's, uh, that's nice. That's okay. That's nice. I so I guess that's, that. that's maybe more pro your idea, but I admit to feeling grumpy about it in the sense, like when I see hashtag make Jesus viral, I'm like, I feel like that makes me lose faith, but not everybody. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. My own position is, wait, my own <laughs> position is that I actually, um, I chose the one that I thought would be the hardest to argue Oh, um, because I do think that there are, there's no doubt that, that some of these efforts at evangelism could, mm. could trivialize um, mm. certain parts of the, the Christian tradition. But I also study a lot of, of like innovative Christian media makers and so I, I could hear like in all of my own responses to this stuff that people said about televangelists and radio evangelists. And so I guess I kind of think that um, I'm not willing to rule it out, mm -hmm. but your strongest counter argument is what I really think, which is that the Christian church does depend on bodies. And I really take it back to the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus resurrects our bodies, not it, uh, it, that includes right. like our physical beings. So right. I don't like, I think that it can be part of it, mm -hmm. but I, I guess I think of it as like the early church circulated letters without bodies, you right. know, attached to them. Right. But the, the idea was that these physical forms were going to be in communion with God That's and right. with each other. So I think it can be part of it, but it could never, ever, ever be whole. So the question you'd want to ask for faith is, is this particular way of ex expressing myself or, or listening to a sermon? Is it, is it reminding me or taking me back to the incarnation? Maybe in yeah. some way or at some point, is, is it putting me in closer contact with that or further away from that? Yeah. I think that if it ever takes us away from like, like holding hands with other believers to pray, laying hands on the sick. It's so awkward to hold hands in church. It is awkward, but it is kind of a part of like yeah. what we're called, you yeah. know, like, like serving people at church potlucks and taking care mm -hmm. of poor people with like their actual bodies. Yep. Then it, then we got to nix it. Um, but if it's, you know, drawing people into some sort of orbit, then I'm like, okay, I'm open. I'm not going to understand it because it's not my generation. But Right. So drawing people into that orbit could bring people into real flesh and blood encounters, like you say, with, with serving other people in person. Yeah. I guess in the end, we don't really disagree with each other that much on this one. Huh. 